Welcome to the Olive Twig, the only podcast who refuses to negotiate with people who are fundamentally deceptive. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. I'm and... glad you make an exception for me, Jim. <laughs> uh, this week, we're covering Season 2, Episode 4, Chapter 17. hell of an episode uh yeah this is a big one this is a big one for claire especially obviously uh i'm gonna make a lot of waves this time there's i I feel like there there was no resolution yet to frank's dilemma with the bill no Uh, i think he's pretty much got that llama's ass whipped yeah but we don't actually see the bill getting passed or anything oh that's true i mean you can you can say all you want about how you're gonna vote but when you finally get in the room you never know right they, they did. They they're, did button down a lot of votes. Though. They're positioning it like it's a slam dunk. They are. They are. So I'm sure we'll see. You know, that that has happened. Next episode. Um, okay. Where do you want to start? There's three basic storylines here. Well, um, there's the reform bill. L- let me ask Claire. You, and there's Lucas. Let me. Let's get Lucas out of the way. Okay. Now that things have come to pass, of I, as I have foreseen, you called it, man. Um. I, I just I don't know. I think you must have missed the uh, meeting Doug had with the FBI agent that looks no, like I totally a Dick didn't. Tracy villain. Um, but yeah, this is a put on. So how now that you know that that's the case, how do you feel about this plot line? I don't. I don't really know why they're doing this. To bury like the, this the, is kill Lucas. Yes, yes, yes. I I get why the FBI is doing this. I don't know why the show is doing this. Like this is so tangential to any of the main plot that we've been dealing with um it's not even about zoe's death anymore it's now the fbi wants to bust lucas well they don't that's an entirely different plot what else were the frank can't kill everybody man <laughs> i know i mean he can't. lucas wasn't letting this thing go sure sure so other than like that's the relation to the plot that lucas thinks he's bringing frank underwood down meanwhile he's his ignorance and naivete Mm -hmm. on this you know just like we said everything we what i love about it is everything we said as computer nerds has been used against us in this plot so it's like yeah yeah everything like this guy's a fucking idiot doesn't know he's do it and he's getting taken advantage of and i that's why i like it and I think we're going to get in a little bit into this, the motivations behind this cyber. The, this guy seems like a real hacker, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he's an FBI informant, essentially. Right, because um, they've got his... Hacking people and, you know, turning people in. Right. He's he's uh, he, he's kind of like Neo in The Matrix if there was no superpowers. I mean, he got captured uh-huh. by agents, and now they're trying to uh, compel him to testify against other hackers. Maybe and the, this is just a dirty op because they just it's it's a pure political move to try to take out um Lucas. Now I wonder um this Gavin guy who we find out is the real um Hieronymus bot. Uh-huh. I wonder how much deeper his storyline goes. Yeah, I don't know. Because I don't um, think they're done with him after I think I think that he actually might outlive Lucas. I, I it's possible. It, it feels like either he's gonna have a change of heart and he's gonna somehow wave Lucas off, except for he's done so many things 
at this point that I think the FBI could just arrest him and prosecute him right now and take him off the playing field. Yeah, I think this just feels – this part of the show feels very different from the the more directly political-related stuff. The I cyber agree. warfare stuff does not really fit in I my agree. mental picture of what House of Cards is. I agree. So it feels awkward. And plus, Lucas is a character who I don't really care about. Maybe this is like saying something about me, but yes, he's probably one of the nicest guys on the show, but – I don't really care about his story at all. I feel like what's happening is the writers don't want to just give... I mean, if if they get rid of Lucas, because they've written off Janine. She's never coming back. Sure, she fled town. Um, if they get rid of Lucas in a permanent way, either he's like, fuck this, there's no blah, 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 then nothing in season one really mattered. Yeah, because like, Zoe's plot is Frank out Frank gets off Scott got scot free yeah i gotta think that even if lucas gets taken down at this point that maybe gavin will then become the, the data crusader to leak out information maybe and bring janine back into play there's got to be something longer term and the reason it's it's not interesting and i don't know that we have to visit this every fucking episode is the other problem mm-hmm. um but if they don't keep Lucas in play, then season one didn't matter is my big takeaway. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And and honestly, I don't mind – I wouldn't mind if season one went away because I don't know that it would be interesting for Frank to get caught up on something he did back then. Although it is – I mean, he killed two people. Yeah, yeah. I don't know pretty, what I'm saying. Pr- pretty serious offenses. Yeah. Um, you also have Stamper who theoretically understands that Frank killed Russo. Uh, and maybe you could put two and two together that he probably offed Zoe as well. Right. So maybe there's a little bit of Zoe's plot to keep alive in Stamper. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because also, plus Rachel. I mean, you're right. What has Stamper got to do if uh, he if Rachel and uh, Lucas go away? And they definitely want to keep Stamper around. But yeah, nothing. Right something now. more interesting to do. I just they could. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels like that they they're. They're wanting to keep these characters on cold storage, which is fine, but yeah. I don't know that we need... And they're not devoting a lot of time. They're getting a couple minutes per episode, mm-hmm. but it does feel like it bogs down. I'm not offended by the plot line now that this isn't going to be some convenient uh, uh, enemy of the state type bullshit, uh-huh. but but it is it is detracting away from what's more interesting. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. I also think they're going to try to make a larger, like, Edward Snowden-type point later on that, you know, and, and that that's one of the things that the show's starting to, to do. They're starting to make overt kind of, not necessarily political commentary, mm-hmm. but they're liking to do a lot of, you know, rip-from-the-headlines-type storylines. Yeah, and, and maybe not necessarily judge whether those things are good or bad or right or wrong. But let the audience judge those. How'd you like that slap that her her oh. Hieronymus bot laid on Lucas? Just, that was a really good slap. That was a fucking good slap. <laughs> a really good stunt slap too. Like I, it, uh, it made me sit up a little straighter on the couch. Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it straightened Lucas out too. Yeah, it I mean, did. he sat right down and looked at that code that he didn't fucking understand. Uh, but that was the whole point of that, right? He wanted to see if this guy was even a threat, if he could even read code enough yeah. to be a threat at all, which mm-hmm. turns out he can't because he's a reporter. That's true, but goddamn. Most people I, I, most people can understand code to some extent. 
Yeah, but to the extent where they could, you know, hack into things. And well, right. That's certainly not. Yeah, fair point. Most people capable. Especially a complicated program like this undoubtedly is. Yeah. So that's what that was about. Uh, I feel like we don't need to talk about Lucas anymore. Okay, moving on. Uh, We've given him more ep- the time than the episode has. <laughs> yeah. So let's Shall talk. We talk let's, let's, I think the uh, – can we treat – does Jackie and Frank need to be treated as two separate plots? I think they I don't, do. I, I don't – kind of. Jackie's so – They're very intermingled here because one very much affects the other. Yeah. Um, you've got Frank and Blythe stuck together in this room for most of the episode. Uh, Frank is desperately trying to convince him to vote for this bill, uh, convince his guys to vote for this bill as well. Because he's got a gang of 24 that's yeah. going to hold out. Uh, a lot of votes there. And he needs 12. He needs half of that to, to bring home the bacon. Yeah. Uh, so he's trying to convince him, and it doesn't work because Blythe's dealt with Frank before, and yeah. he's gotten screwed big time. Uh, so Blythe's having none of it. Frank tries to, once he notices, like, Okay, this is the way to get to this guy. He tries to appeal to his heart rather than his mind. Which just pisses him off even more. When Once he, he figures out what he's doing, yeah. Uh, that's very interesting to me that Blythe is so concerned about, I will not vote for this bill just because it is Frank. And well, then you take... I don't think that's... Well, that's a, that's a very large part of it. He will not negotiate because he knows that Frank is full of shit. Frank will say exactly. anything to get him to vote and then fuck him. That's the thing. It's really about who Frank is as a person. And it's kind of refreshing because we talked about the fact that, like, how many times can Frank fucking tell bald face lies and get away with it? Yeah. Well, here's one guy who fooled me <laughs> once. You know, shame shame on you. And he's not going to be fooled yeah. twice. And I'm really glad we got to see that because then we go over to Jackie, who's working on the outside here with some of Bly's guys. And the reason... So so she promises these two guys, like, Remy, Remy tells her, look, you need to be more like Frank. Frank would give them she, He's the whole episode things. trying to mold her into a Frank shape. Yes. And then it turns out she gets the two votes with that, right? But With what? The, by being Frank, by offering them something. Um, mm. Of course, she scolds him at the same time. But the other four guys that she's trying to get from Blythe once the quarantine is over, she gets those specifically because she is not like Frank. Well, that's what I'm very curious. She says that, but we know that she's capable of being just as ruthless and pragmatic as he. She may be, but he, she is definitely she, playing to Bly's distrust yes. of Frank. And she wa- I think she wants to do things differently than Frank. Whether yeah. she can is another, because it's... And I think that we're meant to see that in this episode, you know? Because you're right. I mean, her approach with these two guys with their, you know, wanting the wastewater treatment and a Long Island wine museum... Uh, <laughs> is the flip side of the same coin. Um, You know, Frank trades favors for votes. She wants you to be a good boy and reward you with favors because Mm. of the way you voted. Yeah, yeah. One is, you know, the dog wagging the tail. One's the tail wagging the dog. But it's, in the end, it's still quid pro quo, right? Sure. Um, And then she also likes to appeal to people's seems like to appeal to people's better motives. Um, and she, so, so it's not that she rejects the philosophy of Frank because, you know, listening and deal making is very much a Frank thing, mm-hmm. but she seems to be wanting to make, put her own stamp on it. And I just don't know how much of that is, uh, a, a, a very Frank like posture, how much of it's sincere, how yeah. much of it's sincere, but she'll still later betray that principle <laughs> and get another flower for her shitty tattoo. 
Yeah, you know? I feel like she may be done with that tattoo, man. That last blow was pretty severe. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I'm, the tattoo may make a new appearance. It but... has to. There's no. That's Schrod- <laughs> that is Schrodinger's uh, or not yeah. Schrodinger's. That's Chekhov's tattoo. Uh huh. Showed up in the first act. It's gonna be laser removed in the. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so that's Jackie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the heavyweight uh, pl- a plot line, mm. Claire, and this is wow, yeah. The, I don't even. So on Let's the one take it hand, from the beginning of the interview, right? Like, what are you feeling as you're watching this interview? I'm feeling sick at my stomach that this is what we do. Yes. The the reason we have psychotic politicians is you have to be psychotic to subject yourself to this. She and has, I want to strangle the fucking interviewer. She has no right to ask any of the questions and she's asking. And they're completely irrelevant yes. to someone's governance of a nation. Yep. I completely agree with that. I mean, I don't... I... I... I I don't know what to think about people. I mean, it's one thing if you are, get caught in an affair and you're hurting your friends or you're, hit, you're hurting your family and your children. Uh-huh. That speaks to your character. Um, but we're talking about two consenting adults and whatever decision they make, whatever relationship they have, how is it anybody's business but the, the, themselves? It's, it's not. It's nobody else's business. And yes, Claire has done some gross things, and Frank has done some gross things too. But in the end of the day, their private lives, their love lives, and however shape they want that to take, I just I I find it incredibly offensive. Not just as questions being asked, but also how they're asked. These reporters, yeah, always have this very kind of unctuous, syrupy, overly concerned high school guidance counselor tone to them. I much prefer yeah. the Brits. Like when the Brits are grilling a politician, <laughs> they're not like frost. Yeah. They're just, they're just coming at you with the blades out. Yeah. Like, uh. fuck you. Answer this question. Fuck you. Answer this question. Gov. I mean, I, I can't even pull off a shitty British accent, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like there's something. Were very... you going to say, answer this question, governor? Governor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I I, just, wow. I don't know, man. There's something fundamentally dishonest about the way this, the yeah. way that kind of journalism plays out. Yeah, and especially when you combine it with the idea that they shouldn't even be asking those questions in the first place. Right, it's sick. Um, but we should probably move on to talk about uh, her admitting that she was raped and admitting that she was pregnant and had an abortion. Um, this, like the reporter says at the end, is going to make huge waves. I mean, we see the one shot of. McGinnis reacting to it mm-hmm. uh, he gets a call from his wife at the same time that can't be a good phone call which it's another thing that is kind of ripped from the headlines the whole I mean the military has a problem with uh, sexual assault and predators amongst the ranks yeah yeah and you get the was it a marine that called in uh, yeah because okay. this uh, McGinnis is a marine okay. um, and I'm not even going to say that it's like a higher percentage of the gen, you know, it, I'm not going to say that there's like there's more there's like rapists going to military. That's that's obviously bullshit. Oh sure, sure. But it does seem that when it does happen, especially to people that have some rank and power, it doesn't go the way things do in, in civilian land. And in honestly, there's things are pretty fucked up in civilian land the way that we handle assault cases and rape cases. But yeah, this is like um, uh, what's the Jack Nicholson Tom Cruise movie? Uh, yeah. 
uh, you can't handle the truth. Yeah, a few uh, good, good men. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's a lot like that scenario. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of cover-ups and stuff like that. And yep. a lot of people that are afraid to come forward because of what that means at their careers. And just, you know, like, um, I thought it was, it was really interesting and brutally honest and sad what Claire said about, you know, how she didn't want to be talked about. She didn't want to be that girl. She knew she wasn't yeah. even saying like, I felt like it was my fault, which I know a lot of, uh, victims uh think that as well mm-hmm. but a lot of what she said you know i've heard female my own female friends say those things and i've heard those stories before and that felt true and i also mm-hmm. love the fact that she had her own agency frank didn't avenge her she fucking avenged herself yeah yeah the, well, do you think that's what she had in mind when she said no don't do anything about it no okay and that's where the gray it. area comes in because she used this this attack in a dishonest way to take attention off of things that she wasn't comfortable answering politically. Her first two abortions? Well, any of the abortion. The fact she had any abortions, she had to answer those questions, you know. Okay. She, and, and I don't know, I mean, I don't really have a real problem with it because Guinness deserves whatever he gets. Well, and but the reporter is pushing her into that, right? Obviously, but there, it's it's a little, it's a little weird, or not? I, I don't even know if "weird's" the right. What am I trying to say here? Um, ah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I, this yeah, is where instant cast fails me. This is a very complicated topic, and absolutely. I don't want to come out like I'm I'm mad that she brought this up. Um, but it just, it's, she did so many great things and she's helping a lot of, a lot of people, but it's for the wrong reasons. Hmm. Yeah. It's not like she decided that, you know, Guinness had to pay or she finally got, it's, it's, it was a political maneuver that is going to end up bringing a man to justice and helping a lot of women cope and, and probably moving if this was happening in the real world and it's happening in the fake world, which is just as good for our purposes, mm-hmm. it's probably going to help move the way we as a culture treat rape and assault in a positive direction. <laughs> but it, the, the genesis of it was a fundamentally deceptive move. Yeah. You're saying she was kind of forced into admitting it to deflect from the question she didn't want to answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I, again, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that because okay. I want to right. give her credit it's for her agency and the fact it was a brave thing to do, Yeah, but it was also a gambit and a ploy. And that's an interesting thing for the show to take that, the, mm-hmm. the, you know, uh, a rape victim coming forward is a 100% uh, white shade of white thing. It's always perceived as a good thing, but there's this little bit of gray to it. Yeah, that I think is very interesting narratively. Yeah, I'm interested to see exactly what the fallout of all of this is going to be. Um, I hope McGinnis gets what's coming to him. Uh, I'm actually afraid that they might take this in a direction where Claire gets a lot of blame for this from the general populace, mm. um, because there there is the idea like that any kind of abortion regardless sure. of the circumstances is a horrible thing. That idea is out there. Yeah. I don't personally agree with it, but it's out there. And I think, you know, people who are inclined to think that way are passionate enough to write to her, to write to Frank, to try to cause trouble in their lives. 
I think, and I'm worried that it's going to head down that road. I think she's strong enough to handle that. And, I do too. And I just don't want to see her have to handle that. I, I, but I mean, I think her and Frank's relationship is built to withstand that kind of storm. Sure. And yeah. they, they will, they, they, they will crush that kind of, that, that kind of criticism. Yeah. I hope so. Um, but you know, it's like, that's, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how real this show gets because <laughs> yep. there is that segment of population. But on the other hand, we're coming less and less tolerant of it because, oh, yeah. you know, several, uh, candidates expressed views that were extremely ignorant as far as women's reproductive rights and, and vis-a-vis <laughs> rape the ra- last election Definitely. cycle. And they paid for it with their political careers. Yeah. Shit. Some one prominently from our home state. So, you know, and, uh, the, the, and the way we as a society view rape and assault, I think that there's, it will be interesting to see if we see, people tweeting her and stuff on message boards and yeah. political debate shows like the fallout that because you know there's a lot of victim blaming that goes on this culture mm-hmm. and are they going to show some of that and how are we going to feel as that as an audience yeah they did a lot of that in season one i feel like we got some you know kind of modern forms of communication like mm-hmm. you know message boards and online and tweeting and all that stuff uh not so much of that in this season so far, mm-hmm. and I'm interested to see if they'll they'll get back to it, because mm-hmm. that's where the show always felt kind of novel to me. Yeah. Um, so I, anyway, I hope I articulated that well enough, and I'm really interested in seeing uh, what kind of listener feedback we get, and, yeah. and please, regardless of what you think, I would love to know uh, how you feel about it and how you feel about the discussion, because I'm always kind of... Uh, open to new ideas and, and hearing what people have to say and, and uh, hearing how people's personal experience are covered and or, or are affected by how they perceive entertainment media and politics and things like that. For sure. Is that it? Um, yeah. I mean, I thought that Claire, just to sum up, she rocked the interview from the, you know, when she's handling the puff pieces, like the, you know, her experience with uh, her dad and and Kennedy and Dealey oh, yeah. Plaza, which could very well be made up, but she rocked it, knocked it out of the park. <laughs> uh-huh. To the uh, poise she showed in turning that, um, like even if you say that that's it's a, a a deceptive move, it still took a lot of bravery and poise. Oh, absolutely! To take that thrust coming at her and um, you know deflect it into a positive direction. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, it also was extremely brave because it would have been a lot easier just in the interview oh, yeah. or to not go through with it as a solo interview or whatever. what do you think? Uh, how do you think Colin came off this episode? I really like him. Colin Connor. Yeah. Is it Con- Connor? Connor. I, I thought it was Connor. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's doing his best to guide her through this interview process. Right. And I think he's effective at it. Right. Uh, he doesn't have much characterization at this point. so. But he's strong. Uh, I mean, for as young as he comes across, he's really strong. He didn't have a problem yeah. with like, oh, you just want to make this interview about the anthrax scare, which, oh, by the way, we haven't even mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Um, the fact that that's the reason Frank and Donald were stuck in there and being able to talk about Donald's wife and all that for hours. I think if you've watched the episode, 
you probably understand that. <laughs> People probably aren't want. You know, this isn't like a radio show reenacting. Good point, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like he showed a lot of strength in you know standing up to that reporter and be like, "Oh, you want to turn this into just about the anthrax thing? Well, fuck you. Get mm-hmm. your mics. Get the fuck out of here." Yeah. And he was willing to jump in front of the bullet for Claire on this interview that was going in his mind disastrous. Like he's like, you know, you can't. You can't say these things on national television, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he works out. So far, so good. What do you think? And I'm curious to see if he gets exposed to the Underwood's real dirty laundry as his their press liaison or whatever the hell he is. How the murders? Yeah, the murders. <laughs> yes, the murders. The the uh, the the withering wounds, the things, the the real skullduggery. That yeah, we, we well, see that in. that is Frank's dirty laundry. That's not on Claire. No, the withering wombs all on Claire. Oh, oh, the withering wombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. withers up wombs like nobody's business. Uh, yeah. When he think, sees that, we'll he might run. See Jillian again, or is she just gone? I think Jillian's gone. I think she just took off into the night because scared for her life. I don't know. That might come back when oh, they're vulnerable oh, later. Jillian, on. not Janine. Sorry. I'm talking uh, Jillian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jillian could definitely come back. Because, you know, all these things are like little one-off situations, but if they all came together as one package, even if they didn't – even the murders, um, this – the way she treated Jillian in the end would be incredibly damaging, especially since apparently you are suspected of being un-American if you don't have children in this society. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? So watch out, Jim. No, I'm watch out. Going to round you up, put you in a work camp, brother. <laughs> oh God, in a, ba- in a baby camp. So that's it for our instant take. But starting next week, we'll be doing a longer, more in-depth weekly cast. For House of Cards, be sure to send us your thoughts and feedback to houseofcards at baldmove.com, and we just might read it on air. If you've enjoyed our show, please help us get our new House of Cards podcast launched in style by rating, reviewing, and subscribing on iTunes. You can also support us by using our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. Just go to amazon.baldmove.com, and we'll get a tiny cut of Amazon's profits from whatever you buy on that session. Best of all, it costs you nothing. Be sure to tell your friends, family, and coworkers about Bald Move. Also, check out our website for all our other television coverage for Game of Thrones, Mad Men, Walking Dead, Breaking Bad, and Downton Abbey, and all of our general pop culture casts like Personal Arrogance and The Because Show. Keep up with the latest on Twitter at Bald Move and on Facebook.com slash Bald Move. See you next episode.